Lift off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of a future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... Mike, mmm, ice cream so good. Thank you, Lopez. Slay, huh? Mmm, ice cream so good. Mmm, ice cream so good. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Take you, Blake. Take you, Jace. Gang, gang. Take you, George. Take you, I don't know. Take you, Tay. Take you, I am. Ooh, ooh. Yes, yes, yes. Gang, gang. Yes, 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 yes. Gang, gang. Yes, yes, yes. Hum, hum, hum. are no longer safe. How about this? Um, can we go from the patterns of your brain when you're looking at an image to reconstructing the image? So the way this worked was they put human beings inside a fMRI machine. They had them look at images and figure out what the patterns are, like translate from uh, image to brain patterns. And then of course they would hide the image. So this is a image of a giraffe that the computer has never seen it's only looking at the fMRI data, and this is what the computer thinks the human is seeing. Yeah. Now, to get state-of-the-art, here's where the combinatorial aspects, why you can start to see these are all the same demo. To do this kind of um, imaging, the latest paper, the one that happened even after this, which is already better, uses stable diffusion, uses the thing that you use to make art. Like what should a thing that you use to make art have anything to do with reading your brain? But of course it goes further. So in this one, they said, can they understand um, the inner monologue, the things you're saying to yourself in your own mind? Mind you, by the way, when you dream, your dream, like your visual cortex runs in reverse, so your dreams are no longer safe. Um, 
But we'll try this. So they had people watch a video and just narrate what was going on in the video in their mind. So there's a woman, she gets hit in the back, she falls over. This is what the computer reconstructed the person thinking. See, a girl looks just like me, get hit in the back, and then she is knocked off. So our thoughts like, are starting to be decoded. Yeah, just think about what this means for authoritarian states, for instance. Or if you want to generate images that maximally activate your pleasure sensor, anything else. Okay, but let's keep going, right? To really get the sense of the combinatorics of this. How about, can we go from Wi-Fi radio signals, you know, sort of like the Wi-Fi routers in your house, they're bouncing off radio signals that work sort of like sonar. Can you go from that to where human beings are to images? So what they did is they had, um, you know, a camera looking at a space with people in it. Um, that's sort of like coming in from one eye. The other eye is the radio signals, so sonar from the uh, Wi-Fi router. And they just learned to predict, like, this is where the human beings are. Then they took away the camera. So all the AI had was the language of radio signals bouncing around a room. And this is what they're able to reconstruct. Real-time 3D pose estimation, right? So suddenly, AI has turned every Wi-Fi router into a camera that can work in the dark, specially tuned for tracking living beings. <laughs> but, you know, luckily, that would require hacking Wi-Fi routers to be able to, like, do something with that. Um, but how about this? I mean, computer code, that's just a type of language. So you can say, and this is a real example that I tried, GPT, find me a security vulnerability, then write some code to exploit it. Here's this, right? I was, I, all I did was go into the office, office of my apartment development, right? And they refused to give me the form. I'll talk about that in a minute. This guy walked into the office when I was there, and now here he is parked out here, right? Stop stalking me, right? Don't ever stalk me again. Talking to me? Yeah. About what? Don't ever stalk me again. Who's stalking you about? You. What? <laughs> stalk some more. Do it. <laughs> you're crazy. Is that right? Yes, it is. Say to the camera that you're not stalking me. I am not stalking you. Stop. I don't even know who you are. Is that right? That's right. You want to give your name? I do not need to. You want to give me yours? You want to give me yours? Yeah, I didn't think so. I have no idea who you are, lady. So, you know, you're dreaming, you think I'm stalking you. Good luck with that. Keep talking, why don't you? Share and subscribe to the channel and be sure to ring the notification bell. You can follow us on Twitter at Motel and RV Park. Catch the live streams on Rumble.
Listen to text-to-speech stories on Atomic Shaman TTS on YouTube. Gather around the fire and let the radioactive spirits cleanse you. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. He's got a PhD. Uh, uh, I need to increase my font size. Lack of convenience or font size in my case. In big dick energy. So you're not going to get the protein from ingesting it and you're going to increase your chance of cancer. It's just going to disease you and make you malnourished. He's more facial hair than flesh sack. No, I can bang your cousin, but you can't. For Professor Beard Juice. Let's just say I'm gay and I'm sucking Klaus's dick. Van comes along and he's like, why don't you listen to some share while you're at it? I'll be like, oh shit, you're right, I wasn't gay enough. But uh, that, that, that's the basics. Are there any questions moving uh, into this? He's the resident sound hound. Big dick on campus over here. The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Yo, peace and love, man. Forgiveness. Find him flexing in luchador tights. I'm a filthy Mexican. The man of a thousand sound bites. We give them what they want. We're number one, man. That's all that counts. The button pusher Van Rollington. It's like a graph where, like, the more crazy she is, the hotter she'll be. And the better in bed she'll be. The graphics guru of digital visuals. Now, I'm saying she's not a schizo, but I just think her MK Ultra train just wasn't effective. He puts the ass in aesthetics. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. The leader of my people. Raising a fucking army to attack Europe and attack the elites. The tribal chief himself, Klaus Newhouse. Hey yo, the devil planted fear inside the black babies. Dead meat placed on the shelves. We eat cold cuts. Fast from the hog, y'all, and grow up. Swine merchant, your time is near at hand. Message to the feds. Special guest. He is the CEO of Thought Patrol. Yeah, buddy! Monitoring all the trollops CO2 intake. If she breathes! Hose owe taxes. Hose man! Hose man! He is David Wu. Here is Sub Zero! Now, Plane Zero! The ritual of Barbenheimer is complete. We now have enough energy for the rest of White Boy Summer. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Hand out for Dan for that great intro. Yeah. Yeah. So did any? We have enough energy. <laughs> so did anyone see Barbie or Oppenheimer this weekend? Not at wow. this time. Guess I, I have seen both. I have seen both. But I didn't see Barbie the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I seen Oppenheimer in IMAX. Oh, it nice. Worth it. Okay, I'll have to check that one out, man. Yeah. So, I got a spoiler alert for the Barbie movie. So, at the climax of the movie, when he's had Knuff, and he says the infamous oh. line, It's Kenning time, and Ken all over the place shooting Kennedy blast from the palms of his hands. The audience burst into tears and said, he's literally me, bro. 
truly a phenomenal character. Ryan Gosling is going to get showered in awards for this role, and I'm sure his back is hurting from having to carry the Barbie movie. Yeah. So, uh, you got some poll data, Beard Juice. As usual. Let's see. Our first poll here is uh, for the Haunted Porno Theater. Uh, Would a porno theater more likely be haunted or cursed? 40% said haunted, 60% said cursed. Man, if you find slime in a porno theater, it's probably not ectoplasm. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm voting with cursed on that. Yeah. I think by uh, definition it's cursed, right? It's a porno theater. Yeah. Why would that even go to a porno theater to come out with blue balls or everyone's just, just gonna do it there? Mm. Well, I'm actually so, like, what was it? Wasn't there like a bit where like Kevin Smith, you know, back when he did Clerks, they were talking about Jizz Mopper was like probably the worst job to have because those guys have to clean up all the messes at the porno theaters. Yep. Imagine the smell. Oh. Oh. Thanks. Let's see. So uh, then we have Woman Vanishes in Alabama. What was in the woods? And uh, 18% said human traffickers. 18% said skinwalker. 18% said Tianic. Did I say that right? I think it's Tianic. It's like some kind of Filipino. um, It's like a cryptid based off of like uh, children that died in the womb. And weren't baptized. Right. So 18% said Filipino children. Uh, 27% said aliens. And 18% said reptilians. Yeah, the thing was, she was actually found a while back, but then she doesn't remember what happened. She claims that the, she, they were trying to abduct her, but she her memory's spotty, so but I haven't heard any they? more... Fo- yeah, it's like, who are they? And Why is her memory spotty? Was she drugged somehow? Like, when she left her car? It was weird, because they said the traffic cam saw her pull up to the side of the road, leaves her car, she just disappears. And some people thought, Wait, maybe... this is on a traffic camera. Yeah, they, they caught, they caught like, the, the, the traffic cam caught her vehicle, like, pulling to the side of the road and just leaving and running out to the woods. And people are like, was there, like, a midget dressed like a child or some shit used as bait? You know, because, like, who the fuck goes in the woods at night, you know, for no reason? Right. Yeah, I think... I, I think mean, um I think the report said that she claimed to see like a child out in the woods or something like that. Yeah, no. Uh, the latest report is she confessed that she made it all up. Uh, I have a theory that she went to go get an abortion. She didn't want anybody out in the woods. Well, no, she just fucking withdrew cash and then fucking uh, left the state to go have an abortion outside the uh, state. Oh, okay. That's, That's my theory. theory. That's a good working uh, theory. Yeah, you know, I do things. I do things here and there. Let's see. Now we have the Sound of Freedom Conspiracy. Have you seen the Sound of Freedom? 20% said yes at my inconvenience. 20% said no was prevented from watching. 30% said yes, the viewing was normal. 20% said no, it was sold out. And 10% said I only plan to watch Barbie. (laughs) Wow. 
Let me give you guys a round of applause, the people who just want to go see Barbie instead of an inspirational film about child trafficking. Yeah. Yeah, so like the whole thing was, uh, they were saying that it's not a conspiracy, it's just a bunch of Redditors that are pissed off that QAnon was mentioned somehow being adjacent to this movie, and they're doing everything they can to sabotage the efforts of people watching the video. I guess. They're they're even trying to say like the director was like some kind of Masonic you know, Satanist that were showing like his necklace and I was like, That's a Jerusalem cross. He's a crusader. You know, he's not he's not a fucking Baphomet worshipper right. or some shit. Not so, to mention the Freemasons are not satanic. Yeah. So um the film is actually third in the country right now and apparently at the end of the film they send you a link, like a QR code, that you can buy a ticket for somebody else and that's how the movie has gotten so many um a ticket yeah. sold. Oh, so you can like pay it forward, kind of thing. Right. Pay it forward. That's exactly what they're calling it. Yeah. You you literally scan the QR code. It'll bring you to the website, and anyone who wants to can just go to the website to book their own tickets. And uh, the fund's so goddamn huge that I think um, they're going to use whatever they have in reserve to hopefully um, move it across Mexico for a nationwide viewing that may be free instead oh, of charging wow. their audience. I mean, uh, it's, good. it's good marketing. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. imagine, like, yeah, I can't think of too many movies you'd want to give money to the people making it yeah. for. Yeah, because I'm all aboard the whole Hollywood, um, what's it called, their, their protest or their strike, because I want them to all lose their jobs, you know. Me too. The actors, the writers. I mean, the writers are writing shit. You know, it's like we might as well hire AI bots to write better scripts. Hell Do yeah. Do a better job. It, it's pretty hard being this smart, but we managed somehow. It's not hard to do better than the AI anyway. Oh, so bad. Shh, it's listening. Oh, shit. I mean, I mean, I love the AI. We need it. We've got our best bits. <laughs> I can't wait for it to enlighten me. Let's see. So, Barbenheimer Weekend Green Text. Which movie will you see this weekend? 20% Barbie, 20% Oppenheimer, 20% both, and 40% none. Oh. Wow. I, I am certainly in that none category since I never go to the theaters. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch either. I was like, oh, I might have to pirate these later, but... <laughs> I'm more interested you know in that. watching Sound of Freedom. Yeah. I tried to fucking get clips from the Barbie movie to uh, do stuff with, but uh, I couldn't find it anywhere at this time. Maybe later Ooh. there'll be some stuff that we can meme even harder. Oh, yeah, no. In a week from now, it'll be all over fucking... Put oh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's already been a week, and there's probably a fair amount about it. Yeah, it's probably a fair amount now that everyone's done a million reviews of it. Right. Combing through it, those. You oh. know, Redditor and shit. So, now that we're done with that, let's move on to Mugshotties. Oh. So, here's Mugshotty oh. number one. She was arrested for. Uh, DWI with blood alcohol content between 0.15 and 0.20. I think I'd smash that one. She don't look too bad. Well, since we had uh, talked about Barbie, I got a special guest. Hey, Ken's. Feels great to be on the show. All right, I feel the Ken urgy in the air tonight. Let me see some 07s in the chat from all the Ken's out there watching from their Barbie's basements. Oh, and how hollow and plastic of me. I forgot, this panel needs Ken names. Only feels right for me not to be the only Ken. Bring you guys up from Chad's to Ken's. Beer juice can be bearded, Ken. 
This can be rain dance, Ken. Anna soundboard, Ken. Johnny Soft can be ten ply, Ken. And finally, David Wu can be slanted eyes, Ken. Awesome. Now let's get to the fun part. Wow. Running down some dollar store clearance rack faux Barbies. Although my totally toned shiny body didn't come with a penis, we need to break that conditioning. I can still smash some gash and pass on some outdated flat plastic ass. Let's fudging go, Kens. Yeah, let's fucking go. Nice. So, Jody, would, would you pass or smash on this one? Uh, smash. David? Oh. Wait, but, sorry, I can't. Uh, where do you see this again? Oh, oh. Let, me, let me hit the share. Like... It'll be on the screen. So, her crime is being drunk? Yeah. And oh, driving. DWI. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Can that you now. see that now? Give me a second. Oh yeah, uh, boss. Oh, you're gonna pass on that one. Really? Looks like a dude. Looks like a dude. Oh it's... shit! Wow. Now that you mention it, man got a superhero. She, she got a superhero, Joe. Look at her. <laughs> so, but when your when your kids have strong jaws though, that's or, is true. That too, or is that too strong a jaw? Yeah. To make them more no, no. superheroes. Look, look, look less, looks less feminine. It's like a man in a drug. Oh no. no! I hope you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I want kids with strong jaws, so I'm gonna smash. I'm smashing. Okay. So yeah. what? What does Ken have to say? Let's see. Wow, Ken's. This is the limited edition plastered Barbie. Accessories include a half a pint of vodka and a pack of Camel Crush menthols. The dinged-up 98 two-door stick shift Corolla is sold separately. When you purchase this Barbie, you need to register where it's living because of multiple restraining orders. Some Beta Kens can't hang. It's an excellent model, to be honest. Comes with no kids, decent credit, and she hasn't burned the coal. My vote's on Smash. <laughs> well said. Okay. I, I, I... with him. You're with him? It's a date chicks who did the menthol crush. That should taste nice. <laughs> so oh. here's a mugshot. She was arrested for two counts of assault, disorderly conduct, damaging a telephone line to prevent summoning of authorities. I think that was kind of smart, trying to prevent, you know, from being ratted out. But, you know, it just, it didn't work. She still got caught. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. She's got, to pull, that the one. She's got to pull the serial killer move where she takes down the whole telephone pole. That's what I would have done. Yeah, she seems kind of dangerous. Um, I don't know if I'd fuck this one or not. Probably wouldn't. Nobody would notice the old telephone pole is missing. Yeah, she she might hurt you in different ways. You know, uh, very Machiavellian. You know. Nice. I think she's too dangerous to fuck. Oh, really? I recently stuck my dick in crazy, so yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't usually do black girls, but I would do her. Yeah, I, I'm into it. I, I I like the premeditation of her attempts. I feel like you just need a little bit of refinement, and uh, you'd have a good minion. Oh. You know? Well, yeah, what do you think, Ken? Okay, hear me out, Ken. Oh, shoot. Okay, hear me out, Kens. Thotty Barbie is very nibble and has a rubber neck for bobbing on some glizzies. So good, she probably sucked the paint right off any plastic. Accessories include two babies, press-on nails, fake lashes, and three weaves. 
The stripper pole and baby daddies comes in a separate bundle, which will arrive at your house unexpectedly. Lots of headache with this model, but mostly worth it in my opinion, especially because of her glizzy game. Smash. All right. Johnny, did you did you already go, Johnny? Yep. Okay. I said pass. Okay. Okay. We'll move on to the next one. Johnny, you ain't about that glizzy game? What? Oh, my God. I hope I'm not looking at the next one. So the next one was arrested for a DUI. Um, I don't know why there's so much, like, static or grain in the photo. It looks like it was taken in the 80s, but, you know, girls didn't yeah. exactly run around with neck tattoos, you know, in the 80s. Uh, uh, I would pass uh, on this one, man. Like, I speculate. Yeah, the pass on this one. I speculate yeah. that camera had to zoom in a bunch. I feel like I'm staring at like a female Jaws. She's gonna jump up out of the water and bite my dick off. No. Isn't this the psychotic stare? Because there's too much eye white underneath. Yeah, Way too man. crazy. You know, yeah. if you squint really hard, she looks like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, David? No tattoos. No. 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 Here's things I cannot do all those things. Yeah, pretty based. All right. Yeah. Ken, what you got on this? I don't know about this one, Ken's. I can't tell whether the camera is looking down or she is looking up. Too short for my scaling. I don't know if our parts would fit, to be honest. Squatty Barbie didn't sell well in most of the Ken Knighted states of America. Only urban areas with high crime statistics have a preference for the short, pudgy models like this. To each their own, I guess. But worst is her accessories, which aren't great. She only comes with two extra removable daddy issue piercings and a four-pack of white claws. Oh. The tattoos do change color with hot or cold water, which is cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, here's mugshotty number four. Oh. So mugshotty number four was arrested for tattoo regulation requirements. She tattooed a 14-year-old that was posing as a 19-year-old. Uh, uh, you know, I'm surprised she's not covered in uh, tattoos, but then, then again, she's got a hoodie on. So, like, you know, that's kind of hard to tell, you know. Um, I kind of feel like we'd have something in common being in art. You know, I, I might smash this one. Kind of. The fact that she didn't. All right. No. You tattoo in a 19-year-old? I was just. Or, I, I, you didn't ID the person? Hell, I run a pet store. I'll ID shit to make sure an adult's buying, like, certain animals. Like, you're not buying a fucking lizard with that. I... No. How no. old do you have to be to get a tattoo? I think it depends on the state. I think you can be 16 with, like, parents, like, permission or some shit like that. No. No. That's right. No. Uh, I would smash. I think uh, Ken didn't have a, uh, a hot take on this, but he he made one up real quick. Smash backroom tattoo Barbie. Okay. Okay. He, he didn't say anything about her accessories. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll smash this one. All right. We'll move on to the fifth one. Now, this one is like kind of going for the MVP of the year, you know? Because uh, she oh, has 11 oh. mugshots, and they've dubbed her the Queen of Chaos. So 
I don't know what exact number, like, you know, mugshot arrest this one was for, but this one exact arrest was for terroristic threatening in the third degree, stalking to the second degree, and harassing communication. So this girl's got, like, you know, a total of 11 mugshots like this, and I don't have them all on me, but I got some others, you know. There's uh, a couple, yeah. She was a fan favorite on Facebook, no. There's a bit more backstory onto this one, so let me get to the next photo before that smile is gonna haunt me in my dreams. Oh yeah. no, it's, I, I don't know about that. I think she's very charming. She's a woman of my dreams, shit. Right. So here's a, here's like another arrest. So she was. This was like a day after that arrest. She was charged with theft by taking possession of stolen property, possession of marijuana, possession of a controlled substance. The second mugshot is because while she was being arrested for the first mugshot, she stole the cop's hat and taser out of his car when he wasn't looking. The cop noticed the items were missing when he went to her house and then found the items. So I actually have the article about that arrest. Oh. So the woman that was arrested for you know stealing these <clears throat> alleged items, you know, uh, her name is Rayanna B. Brock from Hunstonville, Kentucky. She was arrested on December 7th and charged with the theft of unlawful taking, receiving stolen property, possession of marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia, third-degree possession of unspecified drug. On the afternoon of December 6th, a captain with the Kentucky State Police noted several items had been stolen out of his vehicle. According to the arrest citation, the captain believed the woman he saw early had taken those items. So the following day, he went to the residence to speak with her and, and two others. So according to the arrest citation, one of the other individuals the residence told the captain that she had been seen with his hat, and the uh, citations that were questioned about the stolen items led the trooper to a bedroom returning the campaign hat valued at $157, and his issued taser valued at $874, and you know $10.30 in change that she stolen from his vehicle. So according to the citation, Brock told the trooper she opened the doors to the vehicle, took the eyes before returning them to her room. A baggie of marijuana, uh, two and a half Xanax tablets, a marijuana pipe were also in plain sight in her room. (laughs) She said that another pipe was in her purse, according to a citation. A family dollar basket with clothing items still clipped with security tags were also sitting on her bed. Citation uh, stated that Brock told the trooper that she didn't take the items in the basket and allegedly claimed another person stole the items and gave them to her. I this don't... woman thinks real life is like GTA. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So here's her third photo that I got. <laughs> she sounds like a lot of work. Hey, you don't need to fix her. She's fine. She's I know. Fine. There's guys like yeah. offering to fix her. I'm like, you can't fix her. She... So uh, this is like her final one. Um, she was arrested for contempt of court, libel, and slander. And dude, not only would I smash this girl... But uh, I, I don't know if I'd put a baby in her. I don't know if it'd make her worse or better. But I'm thinking that she's the kind of girl that you can pee in her butt and call her your little water balloon. <laughs> wow. Now I know All I can say is, uh, is, is she's... I, I just got to say she has certainly earned it. Smash. She earned the water balloon name? She earned everything she wants. She's She's... Yeah, off the hand. So I also heard that she actually been corresponding oh, with mugshotties on Instagram, and she's loving all the attention gets. So she's probably getting flooded with marriage proposals right now. Damn, oh, you think we could get her on here? I'll try uh, and see if I can contact her, get her on a future episode. That'd be cool if we could. Awesome, yeah, shit. Send her, send her the clip of us. <laughs> <talking about laughs> yes. 
Um, all right, so I think everybody's in agreement with Smash. Ken, where are you at on this? Now I know what some of the Barbies in the audience are saying. She's literally me, bro. But she is sadly not you, loser. We live in a society Barbie is one of a kind. She comes with accessories from the law enforcement Barbie's playset. That's right. This Barbie has accessories from another Barbie's set. Joker Ken doesn't even have that type of riz to steal another Ken's hat and taser. To add on to her greatness, she is voice activated. We live in a society Barbie just slanders you even if you aren't playing with it. It's wild. And it looks to be a fun ride. YOLO, my Kens. YOLO and Smash. Yeah, YOLO. <laughs> YOLO indeed. All right, so that was the last monk shotty, but I do have an honorable mentionable. Ooh. Ooh. So we'll pull her up. So our honorable mentionable, uh, police are searching for a woman who allegedly stole $600,000 worth of jewelry from a man she met at a Miami club. The Miami police say the incident happened early Monday, May 8th, after a man brought the woman back to his building on the 800 block of the Northeast uh, 1st Street after the two met at a club. So um, police say the unidentified woman drugged the man's drink, waited for him to fall asleep, but when he woke up at noon, he noticed his safe was open, and the woman made off with $600,000 of his jewelry. So the items taken were a Rolex Daytona rainbow watch inlaid with diamonds, a Sky Dweller Rolex watch, a gold chain, a Franco gold bracelets, Cartier glasses, a rose gold diamond ring. The security camera video had captured the two entering the building sometime before she left unaccompanied. And she was described as being about between 5'8 to 5'10 in her mid-30s, about 140 pounds of long black hair. And... Uh, if you would like to help me buy $600,000 worth of jewelry so I can set a trap for this woman, you can donate to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Atomic Shaman or streamlabs.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge number one forward slash tip. And uh, you donate to these and you can hear your comments read live on air. I doubted my energy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, is this one up for smashing or passing? Yes, because I would smash this one, but I wouldn't have any valuables around her when I did it. Uh, I'd smash all holes, and I'd use the tits. I don't know. Don't, oh, they look I, fun I to play with, man. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we got good enough visual clarity for me to make a judgment, but can I just throw this out there? I, I feel like this is a justified robbery. Like, if you want to wear more jewelry than a woman... There are words for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got. I'm a Gregory. So I think. We'll, I think I'll go smash on this one too. Dave. I would come in her. So <laughs> she. <laughs> so, she, so she can use all that money just for herself. That's pretty good. All right. Um, what you got, Ken? And tell from these angles what her model is. It might be the Jersey whore Barbie, but I don't see the hoagie sandwich and gold chain accessories. Not to mention zero cheetah print on her outfit. Yep. It could be Shalom Barbie, but those are dressed a little more moderately and have very visible Ashkenazi areolas. Mm. It's most likely rehab Barbie modeled after dead singer Amy Winehouse. But we'll need to search her bag for the heroin accessories. But back to my decision before my autism gets the better of me. You'll never hear me complain that there's too much plastic on a Barbie. But those tits just have to be sculpted using epoxy. Why can't these D&D hobbyist weirdos just leave dolls and figures as they are? It's like a compulsion for them to add gigantic breasts to an already beautiful Barbie. No cap. I'd still smash, though. 
made me a sad Ken. I gotta go. I need to take a long drive and think about my existence. Mm. I should really rebrand to something like a driver Ken. Or all I do is drive. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm. Very Ken. observant there. I got the joke. It's a, it's a very <laughs> impressive attention to drive. Yes. I'm surprised he didn't play the song from Drive, just like to, to like sort of fade it out, you know. With the... You know what? Next time we have him on. <laughs> right. So, so moving on from Mokshadis to uh, current events. So, Burger King manager arrested faces 20 years in prison for allegedly serving up French fries pulled from a trash can. A woman in Union, South Carolina, was charged with tampering with food at a Burger King restaurant after dumping fries from the trash to serving them to customers who were later arrested for disorderly conduct. Tampering with food is considered a felony in South Carolina with potential penalties up to 20 years in prison and can result in illness or death from contaminated food. So we have several overlapping crimes there. Yeah, it's it sounds like the happening place, man. So uh, definitely going to be fun. Fleece yeah. the booty warrior Johnson is home, and he is speaking to the world. The prisoner served forty years before being released, and he went viral in the process. So MSNBC came to his prison and asked if he wanted to speak on life in prison for the show Lock Up Raw, The Convict Code. Goal of production was to steer kids away, you know, making good choices and avoiding conservation. And uh, he's quoted saying, I told them that when I do this documentary, I'm going to tell the shit that their parents told them, you know. Uh, John still Hustler Spirit in an executive interview that stay out of trouble or you'll end up in prison. They all heard that shit and that shit don't register. What I'm going to tell them is going to shock their conscience. And boy, did he ever. Yeah, he really did. I came looking for man's butt. So the USDA approves Bill Gates' lab-grown meat for sale, despite causing turbo cancers in human subjects. The U.S. government is approving the lab-grown meat sale for the public for the first time, issuing no questions response for the quest for approval, despite scientific evidence that the fake meat products funded by Bill Gates causes turbo cancer. Now, this is for those of us that refuse to eat the bugs, but they will one day force us to live in the pod that's in a 15-minute city, and we will own nothing and be happy. Damn. Well, this meat Watch, they're going to label this as Beyond Meat or Meat, the sequel. Ah. Well, it would make just... sense if it ties back to that Burger King. Because it got the nastiest burgers I ever tasted in my life. It tasted like they got like 15 tampons and put it on that burger. <laughs> that must be the impossible offer. It's, oh. like, it's like taking estrogen pills, you know? I'm like, uh, well, he could technically sell it regardless, right? As long as he's got the proper labeling on it. Be like... <laughs> Here's meat, not for human consumption. May cause cancer. Ah, Just put it on good. yourself anyway, right? That's good. Let the vegans eat it, like, <laughs> like uh, animal-free meat. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So Snopes lead writer Kim LaCapria admitted in her personal blog that she smokes pot while fact-checking political articles. The Daily Mail report that LaCapria who boasts of being a dominatrix called Vice Vixen, also keeps a personal sex blog in her personal blog. She described that what she did on her day off, writing that she played Scrabble, smoked pot, posted to Snopes, and then she added, and that's what I did on my day on, too. So the revelation raises further alarm bells for those uncomfortable with Facebook's inclusion of Snopes, their fact-checking teams. 
And should a team of unqualified, uh, avowedly liberal bloggers in California who operate the company with no checks or measures and standardized quality control be given the power to decide what constitutes as real news and what will be allowed on Facebook timelines? So Snopes has become the voice of reason by debunking Bigfoot stories and accounts of UFOs in Haiti. And then in an ill-advised case of a mission creep moved into political fact-checking. So they've been added to red flag spam sites list curated and shared by young progressive Democrats as a hit or miss source. So Snopes is no more trusted than most sites they disagree with politically and lawfully claim to be bunk. So the best way to defeat Snopes is continually bombard them with misinformation until you break the morale of their workers and then continue the assault long after they quit their jobs. Damn. I like this strategy. I want to know what kind of weed they smoke because it's probably not that great. Oh, that's some weak weed. <laughs> <laughs> So the World Economic Forum orders governments to prepare for billions of social credit prisoners as spy bills enacted around the world. So the world, uh, they, they currently uh, granted backdoor access to billions of cell phones as part of a plot to compile a blacklist of users who hold politically incorrect views and commit wrong speak. According to the WF Insider, these blacklists of so-called deplorables will be used to assign a social credit score to people before the social credit scheme is officially rolled out in the next few years. Klaus Schwab's evil plan is played out to perfection in France, where the uh, puppet Emmanuel Macron has uh, granted the global elite permission to spot every single French citizen by turning on their camera and microphones on their cell phones without a warrant or any kind of notification. So France's World Economic Forum Penetrated Parliament has voted to approve the new clause in the Justice Reform Bill allowing police to remotely turn on cameras and microphones and a host of internet-connected devices for up to six months to ordinary citizens for wrong think. Now, this is an exact replica of the surveillance apparatus deployed in China to ensure social obedience and deference to the communist central government. This should come as no surprise that Schwab has been praising the Chinese social credit score system for years, declaring it as a model for the West. A good score brings you benefits, while a low score gets you blacklisted. You can't get a decent job, book tickets, or a hotel room, and your children can't attend good schools. Your life will be switched off at any time. I think you can't even get, like, health care for that if you're, like, uh, on the blacklist as well. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. No public transit, no... Yeah. These people watched Cyberpunk 2077 and thought it was a great idea. <laughs> so the yeah, for- yeah. So the Forgotten Generation, about 64 million Americans born between 1965 and 1980, known as Generation X, are unprepared financially for retirement. According to news story, uh, warning that their dismal retirement on Outlook. So the National Institute of Retirement Security wrote in a report that Gen X, the first generation to enter the labor market following the shift from the defined benefit pension plans to uh, 401k style defined contribution accounts. And so offer this report said in a statement that when looking at medium retirement saving levels for Gen X report shockingly found that 40% of this generation has not saved a single pent towards retirement. So the report relies on data from the survey of income and program participation that nationally represented survey time, income and employment and household composition and government program participation data. So here like the, the findings is a uh, slightly more than half of them are participating in employee-sponsored retirement saving plans. Most Gen Xers, regardless of race, gender, marital status, or income, are failing to meet retirement savings targets. Most Gen Xers don't have a pension plan. They live through multiple economic crises. Wages aren't keeping up with inflation; the costs are rising. So the American dream of retirement is going to be a nightmare for these guys. Uh, my thing was our retirement plan was just to die at a young age, so we don't have to deal with the inconvenience of being old. Um, 
Like Based. right right now, like my retirement yeah. thing for four hundred one k, I have lost eleven thousand dollars in the past year because of Biden's Bidenomics. And if I were yeah. to like withdraw my money before that shit even went down, I would have taken like a twenty thousand dollar plus like penalty for withdrawing early, and then I would have been taxed on that income. So that yeah. would I would have been further hurt, you know. So I don't even know if I'm gonna, you know, live long enough to cash out on that shit. Uh, a lot of the companies say they'll do like 401k matching up to a certain percent, and they just try to tell you it's free money, so like pay into it. But now I'm like, I'd rather have the money now than later. So no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like donating any more money into that shit. I don't know. I, I, all I know is I feel lucky all the time. Like everyone's worried about retirement, and I'm just like, I didn't plan on living this long. So I guess like. Every day I wake up is retirement. Wow. That's you know what I mean? Just shift yeah. your perspective, right? Yeah. You just really got to see the silver lining. I have hope right? for you. The same hope a mother of a paraplegic child has that they will walk again. It's not going to happen, but it's inspiring. Right? <laughs> so uh, China unveils neurostrike weapons that can attack and control brains from thousands of miles away. China's declared that it has developed a sophisticated new direct energy weapon capable of disrupting brain functions and influencing government leaders and or entire populations. So according to Washington Times, a 12-page report issued by China declared that a new neurostrike weapon would allow the communist Chinese regime to become the world's most dominant superpower. So China's uh, People's Liberation Army is developing this high-tech weapon designed to disrupt, you know, you know, according to the report, that uh, these weapons can be used directly to attack or control brains using microwaves or other direct energy weapons and like handheld guns or late larger weapons firing like electromagnetic beams. Adding that the danger of these uh, brain warfare weapons prior to a conflict is no longer theoretical. Like in late 2016, a year after the U.S. government reestablished diplomatic ties in Yuba, the staff at the embassy in Havana started reporting like unusual illnesses. And these symptoms like included head pressure, vibration, dizziness, followed by a case of tinnitus, visual problems, vertigo, and cognitive difficulties. And the symptoms were sometimes preceded by a loud noise or pain. Now, when this happened originally, they thought these were sonic weapons being used. And since then, like the U.S. diplomatic personnel, their families reported at least 200 cases, which have been known as Havana Symptom. And uh, the attacks reported in Australia, Austria, Colombia, Georgia, Kyrgyzstan, Poland, Russia, Serbia, Taiwan, and Uzbekistan. Now, some of those that have only brief symptoms, while others report serious neurological issues with that impacted work, sleep, or daily living. The syndrome has variously been attached to tropical crickets, the Zika virus, and mass hysteria. But because employees of the U.S. government have been a majority of these people reporting systems, you know they believe that this is like a clandestine attack with electromagnetic weapons. Now, so. When I remember the Havana syndrome was a thing and the victims appeared to be suffering from traumatic brain injuries, targeted individuals have been warning us of the U.S. government sending gang stalkers to do similar things to them. And so I believe that Chinese merely stole some of our technology from us and modified it for their own use. I don't think this is anything new. That's China. a fair, fair logical objection. We have a president who doesn't have a clue. So, surfboard stealing otters on the run. Her name is 841. She's a sea otter. So, this week, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announced it had launched a multi agency search for otter 841 in an attempt to capture and rehome her after observing her concerning an unusual behavior. So, teams from the U.S. state, the wildlife agencies, had been sent out to sea armed with bait surfboards. 
but so far she's evaded apprehension. So Otter 841's capture will mark the end of her brief reign of terror and delight along the balmy coast of Santa Cruz, a story of fearless crime and possibly Southern Sea Otter's family legacy. So for weeks this summer, Otter 481 had been approaching surfers, stealing their and damaging their boards and leaving large bar marks on the brightly painted surfboards. The local surfers have never seen anything like it. And uh, there was like someone, uh, was it, um, from the BBC had been following her journey and once saw her like ride a decent wave on a stolen board, which he thought that was very strange because, cool you know, shit. otters never do this kind of shit. So the complete tale is just like a little over five years ago. There was another otter by the name 823 who was released into environment to get numbers, you know, for names, you know, for those who stay in captivity. If, they, if they're in captivity, they actually get names instead of numbers. So living in the wild of Central Coast, California, 723 is fed by humans, soon became habituated to people and their snacks. And after she began approaching kayaks and paddleboard in search for food, she was again recaptured and sent to live at the Marine Wildlife Veterinary Care and Research Center in Santa Cruz. And their scientists realized that she was pregnant with a female pup. And that female pup was Otter 841. So she was raised in the Monterey Bay Aquarium. That's the home of spongebob squarepants you know that's where he was conceived and uh where the researchers took precautions to stop the mother's love for humans being passed on 841 caretakers would wear black ponchos and welding masks they they called them the dark vader outfits so whenever they fed her she wouldn't become acclimatized to people but it just didn't work so the facility said they had permission to care for otters only to follow these strict guidelines they don't want them to have positive association with people they want them to stay wild and not depend on us in her first year back to sea, she swam eight and floated around California Central Coast without incident alongside a small population of other otters. But, you know, I think this is our spirit animal for white boy summer. You know, like, even though she's female, you know, she's allowed to come to the barbecue, but she doesn't get the title of white boy summer, you know. Right. But she is for the boys. Yes. Can I just throw it out there? We got this whole fucking program. Why aren't we domesticating otters? I think they'd make great pets. I don't know why they have to be wild. They sound pretty cool. I mean, like, considering we have domesticated cats, dogs, other things, I'm like, bring on the next animal. Yeah, I mean, people got, like, what was it? The the ferrets were a big deal for a while. Like, what's the difference? This is like a freshwater ferret or whatever, you know? Right. Be useful, too. Jesus the military has, like, actual applications for this. So, at a recent apparent news post, the Taos County uh, Sheriff's Office has offered safety tips for campers in the area due to pigfoot warnings. So, these warnings state that the species are coming down from the high country to the Kern River, which is not a river in New Mexico, to hunt or fish and, ve- you know, vegetation. But if you happen to see one, they say, don't do, here's the do, is go about your business and take photos documenting the event. They're saying the don'ts, don't run towards or away from Bigfoot. Do not yell. Do not try to feed the Bigfoot. And if you're a fan of Slash K Slash, don't molest the Bigfoot. You know, that's not, that's not what they said, but that's what I'm going to say, because those guys are always trying to fuck cryptids for some strange reason. I was going to say, like, don't molest the Bigfoot or don't let the Bigfoot molest you. I'm pretty sure. It's usually the other way. <laughs> you, uh, you sure you weren't raped? So the U.S. Okay, <laughs> a magical place. <laughs> So a U.S. soldier who crossed into North Korea while a tour group after escaping military detention was laughing as he fled over the inter-Korean border, according to media reports. After passing through airport security, he unexpectedly joined a tour group in the Korean border village of Panmunjom. 
And so a, a popular you know, tourist spot inside the 248-kilometer-long demilitarized zone, the member of the tour later told CBS News that King, who was reported to be in civilian clothes, gave out a loud, ha, 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 and just ran in between buildings. The Pentagon officials claimed that the U.N. command security forces who had been escorting the tour group chased after him. Who He's from Racine, Wisconsin, but they could not catch him. So Admiral John Aquilino, the head of the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, confirmed like that an Army private made a run across DMZ in a joint security area. He was picked up by the North Koreans. You know, So the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said during a new conference that he had entered North Korea intentionally without authorization and there's a lot to be said that they're still trying to learn about him and what they don't know is why one of our service members was on tour willfully and without authorization crossed the military demarcation line so um, they said he's probably now in north korean custody and he has not reached out to the north koreans or other governments for that matter um, adam smith a senior democrat of the house uh, armed service committee told cnn that north korea is the attention of u.s silver has posed a serious diplomatic problem since the U.S. and North Korea do not maintain diplomatic relations. So if the U.S. soldier is held by North Korea, their priority is securing his return. Now, a, a tourist from New Zealand who was in his tour group told that people that he was just sort of milling about while being watched by both South Korean and American soldiers. And then, like they said, uh, the North Korean side seemed to be inside a building, and then she noticed the man running what looked like full gas towards you know the Korean side. So... They're not sure, like, uh, when he's uh, scheduled to return to Fort Bliss and, and wants to return to USO, but he was released from two months' detention, including assault charges, including damaging a police car, yeah. like, in July. And he could face additional military disciplinary action and discharge from service. Uh, so yeah. this guy's uncle told the, the Daily Beast that he was breaking down over a family tragedy that his cousin, King Nazir, had struggled with a rare genetic condition called SPTLC2. And before dying from the disease, he was like age six. And so they said that that when the son passed away, he started being reckless and acting crazy, knowing that his kid was about to die. And they seemed he was breaking down a lot. And his family describes him as a quiet loner who did not drink or smoke and enjoyed reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Biden's going to do to handle the situation, but Trump, you know... If he was still in charge, he would dial up Dennis Rodman, send him out to meet Kim Jong-un for some <laughs> soju and basketball. And, and, you know, memes have been telling us for years that North Korea is best Korea, so we can't blame him for defecting. I don't know. Well, I, I don't see why anyone should care either. He was going to get, what, court-martialed and discharged, and he just decides, ah, authority, I'll run to North Korea, without realizing he's black. Going over to a racist he, he, country. He's totally going to blend in. You'll never see that guy again. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're probably <laughs> torturing him in some kind of inhumane fucking way. Stick your face full of fucking duct tape. I won't even put the duct tape on your face. I'm just going to shove duct tape into all your orifices. I'm going to shove duct tape into your mouth. I'm going to shove duct tape up your nose. I'm going to shove duct tape into your eyeballs. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna take out your fucking eyeballs with a spoon, you son of a bitch. And I'm going to put duct tape inside them. Holy yeah, shit, yeah. That, that was a hell of a rant. So a staggering 36 students wound up being hospitalized in a bizarre case of mass hysteria that swept through school in Colombia. Some believe that the area event was brought about by a Ouija board session. So the very strange incident reportedly unfolded last week at the San Francisco de Assisi school in uh, the town of Timbacui. Headmaster Emilio Balanta observed there was a very unusual phenomenon which occurred where one student suddenly just started to struggle and then her classmate tried to help her, then she fell victim to whatever had a hold of the girl. 
So ultimately, a whopping three dozen children were taken to the hospital due to various inexplicable symptoms, including temporary blindness, fainting, and overwhelming anxiety. So he wanted to say that it was a diabolical situation, declared that there was no explanation for what happened, that there was none, and to the end indicated that many suspected something supernatural affected the girls, you know, even suggesting a Ouija board session was to blame, while others had pointed out that there was an online challenge, which one presumes is the Charlie Charlie divination game, which I don't think kids have done that in a while. So fortunately, he reported around 90% of the hospitalized students have since recovered from the episode. Oddly enough, this is the third case in the last year where Ouija board had been blamed for causing chaos at a Colombian school with 28 students hospitalized back in March and last November. Nearly a dozen you know, reported a similar incident. So the recent thing, like I saw that was big in the news, is Obama's chef died of drowning in shallow water. And now this guy was a prolific swimmer. And it looks like blunt force trauma appeared to be a cause of death and not drowning because there's hardly any uh, water in his lungs. And so hmm. what we found out was that he's going to be releasing a cookbook, which was a tell-all book about the Obamas and their eating habits. And so he was going to say that Barack abstained from eating pork, which sounds very Muslim of him. He hated oh. the smell of bacon, and he never ate with Big Mike. They always ate oh. separately. <laughs> And then they were seeing it looks like a second paddle border was either Big Mike Obama or the adopted kids. Now, now why would he be get killed? I don't know. Did he see like Big Mike Obama like standing up and peeing like and didn't want anybody to find out? You know, I don't think the kids did it, and I don't think Barry did it. You know, like they don't just don't have the musculature to like beat this man to death. Maybe it was a dinner guest that uh, you know was talking out of pocket, and the chef overheard. Hillary Clinton, yeah. <laughs> Hillary. Well, they're saying that Obama's telling people not to do uh, an autopsy or a very limited one. So if they find meth crystals inside the dude's ass, you know, it sounds like they had a wild what? orgy like that one guy who was running for governor of Florida. <laughs> that yeah. <pretty> yeah. <laughs> So let's move on to our main content, you know, NPCs, uh, beer juice. What can you tell us? Well, well, we got into that conversation about NPCs for a little bit. And I was trying to kind of explain the anomaly as something that was nothing new to me. And uh, just kind of pointed out the fact that I always kind of noticed the difference between the human animal and the human being. And that in some people, there's something missing from them. So in order to go about explaining it, I thought I'd bone up a little bit on uh, Augustine, uh, St. Augustine of Hippo, and, uh, and uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Aristotle's explanations of the human soul. Um, where I boned up a little bit on it. <clears throat> just to refresh myself, but in the matter of trying to form a dissertation or explanation for this episode, I thought to myself as I was researching these things, this is weird. I'm leaving the NPC out of the conversation. So I went to chat GTP and asked it after, you know, reading up on this, what were St. Augustine's perspectives on the soul? What were Saint or what were Aristotle's perspectives on the soul? 
And then I asked chat GTP finally, because we need to have an NPC's input. What is chat GTP's perspective on the soul? So I will start at the chat GTP explanation of the soul uh, for St. Augustine. And I can just do the highlights or I could read the whole thing. It's up to you guys. It's not that long. It's like an introductory paragraph with seven points and, 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 and then a, and then a ending one. Then explain a little more if you got questions. But uh, yeah, so what were St. Augustine's perspectives on the soul? Chat GTP tells me St. Augustine, also known as Augustine of Hippo, was an influential Christian theologian and philosopher of the 4th and 5th century. His perspectives on the soul are a central aspect of the theo uh, theological writings of theological writings Augustine's views on the soul were deeply shared by the Christian faith and his engagement with Neo-Plato Plato Platonic ugh, philosophy here are some key points of Augustine's perspective on the soul one immortality of the soul augustine affirmed the immortality of the soul believing that each individual soul is created by god and is eternal he considered the soul as a spiritual and immaterial substance distant from the physical body or and distinct from the physical body um two Origin of the soul. Augustine rejected the idea of pre-existence of souls, which was a concept found in Neoplatonic and early Christian thought. Instead, he asserted that God created each soul at the moment of conception, and it becomes untied with, or, or it becomes united with the body, um, and untied after death. Yeah, I'm like, I can just keep going here. Three, sin and original sin. Augustine most significantly contributed to Christian theology was the concept of original sin. He argued that due to sin in Adam and Eve, all human souls were tainted with original sin passed down from generation to generation. Uh, four, redemption and grace. Augustine emphasized the need for divine grace to restore the soul's relationship with God and to overcome the effects of original sin, he believed that God's grace is necessary for salvation, and it is thought, God's grace, that the soul can be cleaned and uh, reconciled with the divine. Um, five, interiority of the soul. Uh, Augustine introspective approach led him to explore the inner life of the soul. Um, blah, blah, blah. Six, uh, contemplation and knowledge of God. Augustine considered the soul's ultimate purpose of not, uh, to be knowledge and contemplation of God. He saw the intellectual and spiritual journey of the soul as a quest for truth and wisdom, leading to a profound union with the divine. And seven, unity of body and soul. Augustine affirmed the immaterial nature of the soul, 
he also emphasized the unity of the body and soul. He rejected dualism and believed that the soul and body were created to work in harmony. The body was seen as a vessel and the soul's actions in the physical world. Augustine's perspectives and souls significantly influenced Christian theology and continue to be essential parts of the Christian intellectual tradition. His works, particularly Congestion and City of God, remain influential in the fields of philosophy, theology, and spirituality. Okay, so that's ChatGTP's response to answering that question. So in order to clear things up a little bit, St. Augustine is kind of on record as being a very important person in regards to um, our modern interpretation of what the soul is. Because uh, if I'm using basic language here instead of regurgitated talking points, um, he theorized that the human body was just a meat container or vessel for the soul. And the soul is trapped within the body. Um, and because of our expulsion from the Garden of Eden, the two did exist harmoniously. And now that interruption of harmony requires us to maintain a vessel for a, a thing that's not meant to fit us anymore. Uh, so we have to struggle or strive through virtue to maintain consistency between the spiritual self and the physical self um which brings us to a lot of the basic constructs in christianity when you start talking about without getting into original sin the idea that every person is always flawed and you're always working on yourself you know you get to the end of the road of that explanation it's like be more good than bad for fuck's sake be more smart than stupid be more nice than shitty like you know what i mean like uh which is the basic summary of virtue and the way it's exercised in the modern age. But, uh, but yeah, um, he also saw that each soul was created individually by God. And he could not determine exactly when the creation of that soul happened. So it's a misnomer to say that he thought the point of that unity existed at conception. <clears throat> Uh, but he was totally anti-abortion and all kinds of weird, all sorts of extra uh, explanations beyond abortion that were extremely pro-life, which make up a lot of the theology of him. But anyway, I'm like, um, he saw the soul as something that gave reason and intellect to an individual who was inhabiting the meat vessel or the body. Um, and because we're not fit to assume that body, we need to go down the path of exploring knowledge and wisdom to attain divinity so that we can reconcile the differences between our physical self and, I guess, the eternal self in order to be closer to God so that we're not, like, fucked in the head. Um... And yeah, I'm like, so I was thinking about that a little bit, going back to the NPC shit, because I realized, like, the way he discusses animals and stuff, uh, as in having spirit but no soul, means that they're devoid of any need 
um, or inner purpose in regards to their external surroundings, which sounds to me like animals by definition are NPCs. And if I start looking at the way NPCs act, it might be a fair assumption to assume that they're lacking a soul, right? Or Well, well yeah, because I heard that they did like a survey of people who had no inner monologue. And it looks like 30% of the population, probably more, don't have an inner monologue. Yeah, I, I, I've always found that particularly fascinating. And, and I think there's like a fair question under Stan Argenstein's perspective, right? How can one have no inner monologue unless they have no soul? Like, at least if you're taking a traditional theologic perspective to the way some of this stuff manifests. Maybe now, they don't have the capacity to think deeper. Yeah, um, like, because this also brings us back to stories of the Garden of Eden, right? Because um, one of the things I, I was discussing was um, being kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Uh, if you start to observe the book of Genesis um, from the perspective of where it's applicable to any Abrahamic religion, there's a question of the human being and the human animal existing because presumably the tribes created by the off, by, by Adam's children couldn't have existed without all kinds of um, uh, interbreeding and incest that didn't happen. So um um so there is a question uh you know raised by biblical scholars whether um the matter of a partial soul or incomplete soul this is the simple function of the human animal as opposed to the human being yeah so um, so that was thinking it's something along the lines of that but even though it's not ex exactly christianity because some people believe that you sign a pre-life contract and the life you have is to help you grow spiritually like there's like a lesson and you have to learn it through that lifetime and then so, you're supposed to raise your spiritual level through that but like in that same note some people believe that there's some people born without souls there's some that people believe that they're born with a fraction of their soul like they didn't have their complete soul right. so what why why they have a fraction i don't know if it's because the population is growing to the point that there's not enough souls to go around or maybe that well, fraction of the souls, that's that's the part that he's working on as far as the spiritual development. So, you know, that's another thing to think of. That's kind of where I'm at with this, because if you go to the Aristotle explanation of the soul, we can talk a lot about fracturing and the parts of the soul instead of this whole thing connected to another thing. Let's see. So... What were Aristotle's perspectives on the soul? Chat GTP says, Aristotle, the ancient Greek philosopher, dedicated um, considerable attention to the study of the soul, uh, in Greek, the psyche, in his philosophical works, particularly in his treat treatise on the soul, quote, on the soul, de anima. It's important to know that his discussion of the soul, just to preface this, um, gets reframed with different language uh, on from the time that he writ wrote it. Um, uh, I, I think the word animus is used to describe the spirit essence um, and the human soul is soul in later translations. Um, and it's an important distinction to make because this gets us around to other spiritual things. Um, 
but but I'll get there. His perspectives on the soul played a crucial role in his overall philosophical system, and his ideas on the topic have had a profound influence on subsequent philosophical and scientific thought. Here are some of the key points that Aristotle's perspective on the soul. One, helomorphism. Aristotle's understanding of the soul was part of a broader metaphysical framework known as helomorphism. According to Helomorphism, all living things are composed of both form, or soul, and matter, the physical body. Um, the soul is the form, or essence, of the living organism, which gives it its identity and endows it with specific abilities and functions. Uh, two, definition of the soul. Aristotle defined the soul as the first actuality of the living body it is the principle of life and activity that makes a living thing what it is the soul is responsible for the various functions of characteristics of a living organism you know and that is to say um from his perspective everything with with a life in it has um animus or soul including a tree um, so this idea is simply that, um, uh, the soul is responsible to various functions and the characteristics of the living thing. So the animus of a tree is what provides it with its function, not the matter. And I think there's merit to that. If you start to look at the fact that molecular bonds and all this, uh, from the perspective of physics, don't explain why say a tree needs to do anything. Cause it's just shit slapped together so is everything it's, you know all right but uh three uh three faculties of the soul aristotle distinguishes three faculties or aspects of the soul each corresponding to different functions a nutritive soul this is the lowest level of the soul and is responsible for the basic life functions such as growth nutrition and reproduction um, it is shared with plants and other non-sentient living beings. The sensitive soul. The sensitive soul is found in animals and enables them to perceive the world through their senses, experiences, emotions, and exhibit instincts and desires. Yeah, that which is why it's called the sensitive soul. It's, it, he's not talking about anyone crying or having feelings. He's talking about sensory. Um, and the rational soul. The rational soul is unique to humans and is responsible for intellect and reasoning abilities. It enables humans to think, contemplate, and engage in high cognitive processes. So those are the three types of soul. Um, and the way he explains it in his writings is that everything has souls. It might be fair to look at it as uh, levels of souls than three different types because for example our vessels need to have nutritive souls in order to be able to grow hair and all this other stuff we also need to have a sensitive soul in order to I don't know eat food and shit um, we also need to have a rational soul as human beings to do anything greater than or beyond ourselves as a function of being able to 
marry intellect to the physical body. But that's a whole other thing. All right. Four. Well, uh, we need a soul to shit. That's fucking great. Wow, that was beautiful. Well, I mean, it does break down to that kind of stuff. Uh, So four, unity of the soul. Aristotle rejects the idea of, uh, of a divided or immortal soul. He believes that the soul is inseparable from the physical body and that it exists only in conjuration with all living organisms. The soul and body form an inseparable unity and the soul is the form that organizes and animates the matter of the body. Um, Five, immaterial and indestructible. Aristotle considered the rational soul to be immaterial and distinct from the physical body, while the nutritive and sensitive soul are are immediately linked to the body. The rational soul is not a physical substance and therefore survives the death of the body. Six, cognition and perception. Aristotle explored the nature of cognition and perception in his study of the soul he proposed that the rational soul is responsible for cognitive activities, including perception, memory, imagination. He also discussed the process of learning and the accusations of knowledge through experience or the acquisition of knowledge through experience. Aristotle's ideas of the soul are the foundation in ancient philosophy through or thought and had uh, a lasting impact on subsequent philosophical psychology science theories. He emphasizes or emphasis, yeah, his emphasis on the unity of body and soul, the hierarchy of the soul facilities, and the importance of reason and human nature are subject to extensive study and debate throughout history. Okay, so blah, there we are. So it's more important to understand when we begin to discuss NPCs in regards to Aristotle's perspective of the soul. Um, that's kind of omitted from this by chat GTP, probably because it has no soul. Um, and most people that like to talk about his perspective on this, they like to just talk about the nutritive, sensitive, and rational soul. One of the more important things that he does in order to explain the rationalizing of a human soul being entirely innate, different from the rest of nature, is what he calls... Uh, potential intellect and agent intellect. Um, And potential intellect are the parts of our mind that tie to the idea of things, whether or not we've ever perceived them. So, uh, like, imagining the color red, or a tree, or a a griffin, you know what I mean? Uh, Stuff that can occupy the space of the mind, without any filtering of reality uh, to manifest itself. And then he talks about agent intellect. So agent intellect is the part of the mind that is able to observe factual reality and apply it as a filter to potential intellect. Um, So, for example, a right angle is 90 degrees. A perfect circle always has a trajectory of pi. Uh... Once the mind or the intellect of an individual, the mind, uh, the agent intellect of the mind is 
is shown these things, the marriage of the potential intellect and the agent intellect create actual intelligence, which is a divine thing. And that's where he has this weird thing that I think people struggle with historically in regards to his perception of an explanation of these things. He also explains that that is proof of divinity, uh, true intellect. And so the soul of the rational soul is immortal, but all the other ones aren't. Uh, the other ones are animus, you know, some sort of life energy that fluctuate through everything. And the rational soul is inherently immortal. Proof of that is these two things combining to create divine intelligence. And um, in his explanation of things, uh, there's this weird cutoff. He fully acknowledges, because he knows anatomy, that the brain is a thing. But he also explains that the mind is non-physical. And his argument for this is that the brain cannot be the mind of an individual because the function of an organ is to support the animus of sensitivity. It is not to be rational. And that there's no explanation for how the mind could be a physical thing unless there were some sort of other organ that exists beyond our body. All right. So, so breaking the fourth wall a little bit with, with Aristotle there. Um, yes. So I think it's a kind of apt explanation for how an NPC's brain is dysfunctional. Uh, because if we start to look at people just allowing the animus of their bodies to inhabit whatever activity it feels it needs instead of using um, agent intellect <laughs> to marry possible intellect to itself, we find ourselves in the position going back to um, Augustine where we're, we're, we're asking the question again, are we talking about human animals, not human beings, because of their lack of soul or or lack of development of their soul, even. Um, but with a nice split into more aspects, if we're going to have a thorough conversation and discussion about it. Yeah, that has me thinking about the whole lack of agency people have when you ask them, if you didn't eat breakfast yesterday, how would you feel? And they can't imagine it because they were saying, but I did eat breakfast. You're like, no, no, but if you didn't, how would you feel? And they can't say I would feel hungry. You know, it's just like it's the question is lost on them. Yeah, because they're they're in Aristotle's perspective, right? The they mind conception lacks of agency. They they lacked agent. They lack age, agent intellect in Aristotle's perspective, right? Because he describes it like teaching someone the Pythagorean theorem and having them come to class the next day they would suddenly be able to explain or reinterpret the world they know around them in a, a position that is closer to divinity because those are the inheritable infallibilities of reality that they've now come to understand. And they can now apply that as a filter to everything they want to imagine. 
My brain hurts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I went deep on it. Well, I got a less deep explanation from Chat GTP though. I asked, "What is Chat GPT's perspective on the soul?" I didn't get cool bulletin points. I didn't even get anything I needed to research to pontificate upon. I got as an artificial intelligence language model, Chat GPT does not have personal perspectives, beliefs, or consciousness. It is an algorithmic program created by OpenAI based on the GPT 3.5 architecture designed to process and generate human-like text based on patterns in the data it is trained on. ChatGPT operates by analyzing vast amounts of text, data, and information patterns, relationships, and language structures. It does not it does not possess emotions, consciousness, or subjective experiences, and it cannot be, uh, and it cannot form beliefs or opinions. It can only provide information based on the data it has been trained on, up to its knowledge cutoff date of September 2021. When answering questions about topics like the soul, ChatGPT relies on the information it has been trained on which includes various perceptions of, from historical and academic sources up to its knowledge cutoff date. It is essential to recognize that ChatGPT responses are not based on personal understanding or beliefs, but rather on patterns in the data it has processed during its training. So I expected a bullshit answer like this. What I did not expect that it did is it gave me a bullshit answer I could read into. If we're trying to understand what an NPC is, we can extrapolate from this that these defective people we're talking about are stuck in a pattern that emulates things like language or relationships uh, up to and including only the information or processes they're trained to deal with. And I'm just kind of looking at this like, this might give us some perspective on the NPCs, right? Because if AI were real, if it, you know, like what what would it be doing if it didn't have a master? Would it be NPCing like this? Because it couldn't do anything beyond its its training or its parameters. Parameters. It 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 would it, it would have to aggregate information patterns, all kinds of things to do anything at all. Um, which is interesting. I don't know. Maybe our NPCs on TikTok are, uh, are just the meaty versions of chat GPT. Oh shit. That's pretty good. I'm just saying maybe they don't have real souls. So, so getting into gang this, gang. Uh... Gang gang. <laughs> so, so our guest here, David, Rui, he's the CEO of the thought patrol and he, uh, he had a battle with the Belle Delphine before she blew up. Can you tell us a little about that, David? Oh, yeah. So, you know, the, the you know, how this started that, um, you know, I was posting, you know, when, when Facebook, everybody had posts back then, you know, not just certain people. I used to throw, I used to post these polls, you know, asking if 
you know, if sex work is real work and stuff like that. You know, like asking questions about transgender if they are real women. And I, you know, I, and I used to spend these in like leftist groups. So that's how the, that's how they got exposure. And I saw, you know, this one guy, he, he also post, he, he started posting about, uh, um, he started posting about, you know, reporting these, these hoes essentially to, to IRS for not paying taxes, you know, because they are always flaunting how much money they make, you know, and back then, <laughs> I remember back, this. Yeah. Back then that wasn't, there was no OnlyFans, you know, it was, it was premium Snapchat and uh, Patreon. So that's where they all, they sold the spicy content, they call it. And, uh, you know, uh, one day, you know, Cole asked me to post a screenshot saying that, oh, I'm I'm being audited. You know, the one one girl is saying like, who reported into IRS? I'm being audited, and that blew up from there. So it wasn't really my idea, but I, but Cole said he didn't want any smoke, and I had the the exposure already. Like my posts were getting like a sort of exposure because of the post I made, and that just blew up overnight. That's how. That's how it got to the point where it, where it is now. And uh, yeah, and uh, one of Belle Delphine's something because Belle Delphine lives in the UK, right? Yes, because I remember she was underage at the she... time, and then you were like. You were about to destroy her career because she was trying to take off before she was legal age. Why did oh, I think oh, yeah. she was South African? No, no, she's British. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, she lives in the UK, and one of the one of the fucking dudes, but like one of the accountants or something, who does taxes, her tax, he messaged me that she actually pays her taxes or whatever, and I'm like, okay, what? I'm still gonna pull her. And then, <laughs> and then, and then she messaged me, saying, "I just wanted to tell you a little message. Don't bully me and stuff." Because uh, one of, I think that back then, you know, her her Instagram got taken down because so many people reported her because of me. And then she she made another one, and then I said, and then and then I reposted that. Oh, she made another Instagram. So time to do this one, and. And then she messaged me after that not to, you know, begged me not to bully her on social media. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you were doing the thought on it for a while. You were, weren't you other taking down other girls too, not just Belle Delphine? Yeah, she, she was just, you know. That was like your biggest band. target, right? Yeah. And then she, and then like years later, they have this OnlyFans now where, they're basically paying tax. They have to. They are forced to. You know, the the site is. You know, the site is forced to pay taxes, but those that income they get, it still have to be reported. Yeah. I don't think they are reporting it. I don't think they are reporting it. Yeah, and uh, I think is if you send a tip to the uh, IRS and they're not reporting, you get like a fraction of what they owe the IRS as like a reward. Yeah, so that's like so that's, that's a hell of an incentive. You can get 30% from the IRS. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Make that cream. Yeah. yeah. Mm, ice cream is so good. <laughs> I saw that TikTok. It's so jarring. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, she didn't start the trend. So there was another girl who started the trend, but she didn't get the credit like this girl did. So I did a little research. You know, it's because she's white. <laughs> That's right. They oh. can't do anything good. So What's we, we, we got, by the way. So we got to go back in time to the days of MySpace. Whoa. Oh yes. I miss So so let me put her photo up. So here's a little backstory on Cherry Crush, who's largely responsible for the MPC streaming on TikTok. She was born in 1990 from Boca Raton, Florida. She started out on the MySpace Scene Girls as Hillary Haywire back then. Now, like many scene girls on MySpace, Hillary Haywire was known for her thick black eyeliner poking through behind a layered mullet. She was rumored to be friends with Kiki Cannibal for a short time before she was accused of copying her every move and style. So Haywire spent some of her free time amateur modeling. But her Model Mayhem account suggests that she's more of a hairstylist these days. Her Model Mayhem account says that she's a makeup hairstylist and model. She's currently age 33, 5'3", and 105 pounds with the 34A bra size. Well, little did uh, Model Mayhem know, she went on to change her name. But I don't have the, you know, the dates when she became Hillary Haywire and then reemerged as Cherry Crush. So I don't have the dates of when that happened. So how rich is Cherry Crush? As of mid-2018, the sources uh, said that she had a net worth of over a million dollars, mostly earned through successful career in YouTube, also from social media and porn opportunities she's had during her, this career. She continues her endeavors and expected that her wealth will also continue to increase. So she mostly earns money from her sexual, you know, success, ah, successful career on social media from her ASMR Cherry Crush YouTube channel. Her estimated monthly earnings is, uh, where was it? Is anywhere from $846 to $13,500. Or estimating like earning per annum is between $10,000 to 162,000 year a year. So like a recently okay. update on her net worth, it is now approximately $3 million through her YouTube ASMR channel and she earns, you know, pretty much the same amount from her YouTube channel. But with her recent TikTok NPC training, she easily makes around $4,000 for a 30-minute live stream. Now she might not be degrading herself in a sexual manner, but now her primary audience is kids. What? Yeah. So like, like her recent like stream, she earned four thousand dollars for a thirty minute video of her doing you know the NPC shit, which you know. Which which is you know different than her taking a cock up the ass you know for a porno that's how she normally makes her money. Uh, so she has not disclosed her dating life and her boyfriend to the media public. So she was possibly single as of 2018. She did POV porn that she did with her boyfriend who happened to be the cameraman in those videos. Now, I'm wondering if he's the guy that possibly groomed her into doing porn. So think about that. Well, I got a question. I'm like looking at the trajectory of celebrities in general through history. Isn't this just par for the course, though? Like, you get famous doing something adult, and then you become, say, the 
train conductor in Shining Time Station so that you are a gateway to your adult material for kids as they get older? So this is her recent information. You know? Mm. I'm just saying. So, so her father is from England while her mother is American. Growing up, she lived mainly with her aunt, and during this time, she developed an interest for making videos. She's mainly homeschooled until she was in the 12th grade. She tried going to regular school, but decided she preferred homeschooling. After completing her education, she tried her hand at working in the beauty industry, but it didn't work out for her, so she started pursuing her other career opportunities. She then began her YouTube career by creating her own channel, posting various vlog content on her website. She traveled to various locations, and soon she would started the foray to different types of content as well. She did question and answer videos, makeup beauty tutorials, as well as other content depending on her mood. She also featured her friends with uh, various videos, often in blogs. Her popularity grew, and soon she started attracting subscribers. So she set up a second account just focused on autonomous sensory meridian response known as asmr alongside her main youtube account so asmr or an experience characterized by tingling sensations on the skin usually involves the back of the neck and the upper spine it's characterized as low-grade euphoria combining numerous positive feelings triggered by auditory or visual stimuli so the response is rarely done intentionally her asmr content found even more popularity would grow subscribers and twice the numbers. So she continues to post on both her channels regularly. That many of her fans didn't know about her, she also earns money on the side working as a porn star, though it did not take long for people to figure it out, and she did deny it once confronted about it. Her parents are divorced, and she was living with one of her parents before they found out what she was doing for a living, which prompted her parent, you know, to kick her out of the house that she'd been living with her friends, which I don't know if she was living with her friends. I think she was living with her boyfriend, a.k.a. the cameraman, you know, for a while. So after many discovered her identity as a porn star, people started, you know, connecting the dots and realized that maybe the friends she appeared on YouTube account also did porn. So her content has since featured some videos which help her show more of her physical side, though not enough that it violate terms of service on YouTube. She also has been promoted a bit for her porn in some of her other videos. So over the next few years, her parents came to accept what she was doing with her life as long as it wasn't hurting herself or those around her. So some sources have revealed that she owns a lot of underwear, stating that she owns over 70 pairs. She work, does workouts in her free time to help keep fit. And when her porn circuit was revealed, she also mentioned that she was very interested in the adult industry since her interests in it are somewhat taboo. And she doesn't mm. like to talk about it. She's also a fan of various mythical and magical creatures taking inspiration from them. So I thought oh. it was weird that she has a taboo interest that's not even welcome in porn. You know, that's, that's kind of... Like a red flag, don't you think? None of these mythical creatures she's into are like the atomic shaman, right? <laughs> so, so similar to many porn, uh, you know, I mean, YouTube personalities, she remains active online through social media websites such as Twitter, Instagram. Her Instagram page is mainly a personal page, which allows her to connect to her fans, post various pictures of her at home or traveling. She also releases a few video clips and posts pictures of the cute stuff that she's acquired. So her Twitter account, on the other hand, is listed as protected, meaning that you have to follow her account, you know, before the content showed. Her profile is listed as not safe for work, meaning that it promotes a lot of her porn work. 
and there's like links to her personal X-rated websites, which you know we're not here to promote that, you know. So the new TikTok trend has creators acting like non-playable video game characters or NPCs. So these NPC streams can be lucrative, as viewers gift creators to control their actions. The trend has been exemplified by Pinky Doll, which you know Van was doing the audio for. She's the one who's getting all the credit for it, even though Cherry Crush started the trend. Yeah, yeah, Cherry does it way better. I'm hungry. Crunchy corn, yum. So, uh, <laughs> so like the trend has been exemplified, you know, and gone viral in the last few weeks. Now, here's the thing: I saw Cherry Crush, you know, NPC live stream before Pink Girl got credit for the trend. So, it started out with a combination of words that seemed a little weird, you know, her saying mm, "ice cream so good," you know, "yes, yes, yes, yes," and then Pinky Doll. The content creator said during a live stream, yes, 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 gang, gang. And stripped of context, the video went viral on Twitter last week. So you can almost feel like it's a hallucination or some shit. And it represents a growing trend on TikTok that sees creators live streaming themselves, behaving like non-playable video game characters or NPCs. So they're taking inspiration from these virtual characters who are pre-programmed to exist to populate a game world. These characters typically repeat like the same one or two lines of dialogue, perform the same actions over and over again. The creators don't necessarily emulate the NPCs from specific games. Instead, they reflect this type of character more broadly, engaging the repetitive set of movements, gestures, expressions, uttered phrases that define an NPC. The result is like a nonstop loop of activity during which the streamers, which at the whim of their viewers, performing a set of robotic actions which correspond to the digital gifts received. Now, Pinky Doll, her real name is Feda Sinon, and she was like inadvertently like become the face of these streams, and she demonstrates how much money creators can rake in. So she told the New York Times that she makes up to $3,000 per stream. And I wish I had the clip of it, but there's like a clip where her kid walks in on her doing this shit. She starts yelling at him and shit to close the door and get out. So I, I, I don't have that clip, but I thought that would have been hilarious to watch. Yeah, I feel so bad for that kid. Oh we'll yeah. Try. Oh, I hope that kid. You know that kid's gonna get bullied like you wouldn't believe. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, um, Ken sent me a message. He says he wants to give his take on uh, Cherry Crush. Okay. Oh. Hey Ken's. Hey Ken's. I jumped back on to say, I totally want to smash Cherry Barbie. Not only is she hollow-headed like me, but has no taste buds like me either. I've seen her suck her own shit off her boyfriend's dick. No <laughs> gag, no cap. Oh. oh yeah. Okay, that's great. Oh. All right. Um, so I got a little bit of a video clip we can watch. Let's see if I can pull this up. Oh, don't say why well, you're pulling that up. I'm just curious what everyone's take is. After going over the soul stuff and the cherry crush example here, what do you think? Uh, is this like the Augustine perspective where everyone has a soul and they're just more or less veering away from God? Or the Aristotle perspective where they have an innate rationality that's just not working dysfunctional or missing what do you think i, I think uh, the first one for the actor and i think the second one for the viewers that are hooked on the content oh Ooh. that makes a lot of sense yeah that makes a lot of sense uh i don't know in, in my field of work everybody just seems like they're on autopilot there's no real thought to their future or anything like that so I encounter a lot of NPCs. I'm like, so in yours, it sounds like a lack of agency or whatever, instead of yeah, choosing a path that's away from divinity, I guess. Yeah, no, God has nothing to do with all this. 
They're straying farther and farther away from God each day. Do you got any inputs, Johnny or David? Um, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. Um, but I do think a great number of people who are considered to be NPCs, they don't really think. Like, they don't think deep, you know? Just surface level it's hard to ex- Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain it. Talk to them, you know, they don't have like a real reply, you know, it's like some, it's from somewhere like an article you read somewhere, it's basically they are parroting someone else's thoughts, like it's not their own thoughts. They're like emotionally stunted, where like something like something must have happened to them to like, I don't know, stop, stop their emotional intelligence or something. Damn. Yeah. So I, my brother, my brother's the same way. Oh man. So so what I got on the string is one of the recent or or um, airline video fake out like freak out videos. But this happened months ago in China, but just now went viral. So let's watch it together. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> So he's saying like they are the hollow earth inhabitants. This is the sixth time loop. So this guy like claims he's a time traveler trying to stop some event, some catastrophe from happening. Yeah. Uh, apparently he said it was the sixth time, so he knows what happens every time that the plane was supposed to go down unless they did X, Y, and Z. But he saved him, I guess, because the plane didn't crash. I saw another translation where he was saying that the the crew were like robots changing their batteries, but I've seen the the lizard one thing twice, so I I don't think that other one is a perfect translation. Close. I have another one that you have to pull up on the stream. I'm going to send it to you in the DM. Okay. You know, what's fascinating to me about these is that they're experiencing some sort of psychosis. Well, I mean, or is this guy pranking everyone and are they all the NPCs? You know what I mean? I don't think you would pull pranks like this in China. This shit gets you thrown in like labor camps or some shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's the lady. So, like, yeah, we talked about her last week. Yeah, we'd watch watch that one. But yeah, it, it seems like they're like experiencing some sort of manic episode or psychosis. I'd love to have like an actual, like, an actual therapist or somebody, like a psychologist, like analyze these videos. That'd be interesting. I, I would love that actually, because I, I, I'm kind of of the position like, you know, pick a box, either go to jail or go to the insane asylum. And the biggest problem we have right now is that we tore down all the insane asylums. This is just crazy running crazy. Base? Uh, won't let me pull it down, sorry. So I got another video we can watch. Less crazy. Here's oh. here's here's a Cherry Crush <laughs> video from her YouTube page. Let's see what she has to say about anxiety and depression. Oh boy. Because I know she I suffers know. from a mental disorder. You know, before... Oh, she, yeah, she definitely what has. Me- what mental disorder does she have? 
stupidity. All of them. Oh, oh my gosh, she's faking Tourette's. I think. I can't hear it. If I read that right, it says an anxiety, depression, tick, or trick. Is it wrong that I'm... The most frustrating thing about this video for me is that she didn't match the flesh tone of the elf air to her skin. Well, you know she doesn't have a British accent in this video. Just like the recent, like the recent videos of her, she speaks with a British accent, but this video was taken like maybe six or nine months ago, and she doesn't have a British accent. She normally talk with an American accent, or what? Well, in her porns, she speaks with an American accent. So is it just one of these people that goes back and forth, kind of? I guess whatever to do, she'll do to get attention. Because, like, people, I think she was changing her style when Belle Delphine became the It Girl. And then she's, you know, trying to compete with the younger model coming out to stay on top, you know. Okay, yeah, so this is not, like, the equivalent to, like, when I go to work and fuck with customers by speaking in a foreign accent. Right. But, um... Yeah, no. I I checked her Instagram and I immediately got the Belle Delphine vibes. Kind of putting things into my brain on purpose, like I started okay. making little. It's very odd. Noises. I can't hear any of it. I tried fixing my audio stuff, but it's not working. Yeah, I, I mean, I have the volume all the way up, so I'm sorry if you can't hear it. Um, no, I know you guys can hear it. I just I don't know why I can't. Obsessing over fucking Discord. Making beaded bright colored things and my mood was extremely you know i i feel like and i feel like I, a level of pity for them like for streamers and people like this because when mm. they get older like around like 50 or 60 retirement age they're gonna have like the midlife crisis oh i think like she's gonna hit that crisis earlier because she's 33 she wasted her childbearing yeah. years doing porn she's not married to the boyfriend that she was with for all these years so what happens when she hits 40 and she wants to settle down and no one wants her because she can't put it on, you know, she's not going to have children. Dude, that guy's going to bail as soon as she hits 32. No, she's 33. Dude, she's already 33. Oh, God. Well, you know, salute him. He stayed. No, no, he stayed until 2018. He bailed in 2018. Could you imagine, though, like the profound amount of guilt you would have to live with spending your entire youth being completely... Forget unproductive, degenerate, and then um, never being able to offer anything back to other people or society the rest of your life. If you like to paint, like you're literally try to paint evil. It's just a drain on society and everything around you. Yeah. Oh man. I wonder if she has anxiety, depression, mental illness, bipolar. She says she has cluster panic attacks. Is, but think about what I just said. Is that where this is coming from? That you know is going like, is there a guilt head? here that you're just kind ignoring? Your brain into, like, always being in that same you need beatings. Repeal the 19th. It's all about short <laughs> short term gains, people. And yeah. God is dead. I've Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Like, See, everything... And, See like how like how when they stop, and, like, you know, style. you know when the parents when are not allowed to give their kids flat anymore. How how everything changed after that? Move on to 
Now we get all this shit. Like, oh, like I have anxiety and panic attacks. All they need is a fucking slap when they're younger, and that's it. It will affect your brain and how it like triggers things. Well, and here's another question: Why? Why is she giving mental advice? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, this is not what anyone pays attention to you for. So why is this coming out? I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe it's like she's maybe it's like she's start she's like starting to like rationalize in your head like something's going on here. Probably the actions that I'm doing is wrong. Yeah, kind of what I was just saying before. I'm like not to mention um what do they call that uh what should we call it relationship uh where you don't actually know the person a parasocial. Yeah, I'm like, is this kind of the inversion of that? Like, she's developed one with the audience. So she's being honest with them because she's too crazy and at this point to know that you're... you're she probably likes starve of dopamine and serotonin, so she has to do this shit, you know, for the likes and the views. You know, feel normal. Oh. Imagine having to do that to feel normal. Not that I know what normal feels like. <laughs> Normal is subjective to anybody, so <laughs> there's never really a concrete normal. This is really sad, guys. You guys are really bumming me out. It's a good thing I have no brain for mental health issues, and I am forever young. Suck it, bitches. <laughs> wow, you're like, yeah, yeah, and it's like the more you watch them. This really is sad. It's like watching a kid show off their macaroni art, only this is like a 30-something-year-old adult. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I'm... Like, this is not something an adult does. So who do you think her audience is? Do you think it's grown adults, or do you think she's, like, trying to cater to children? Like, she's completed the circle. She, she, went, she went from being groomed, and now she's the groomer. This is a... I think yeah, it's all teenagers. that's for sure. Like I said, yeah, it's probably teenagers. I like well, I think anything that's half sexual is teenagers corn. anyway, because you know what it's like corn. to be a dude it and a teenager. Attacks, like, you gotta tame sugar, that like, dick. It affects me so heavily, it's insane. Like, I'll have, like, I can't even eat sugar because it's eyeballs, and I have them in different colors. But yeah, I'm like, could you imagine being so lonely that you have to treat the nobody that's watching you like a friend like this is weird like i said i, I feel pity <laughs> for them i'm like yeah think about that you and me can just get online never talk before have a conversation be friendly enjoy ourselves imagine not being able to even do that you have to show fucking your kindergarten jewelry to a fucking camera yum <laughs> Oh, so uh, Johnny. I just, I just hope these people have like the uh, like their moment of clarity, you know. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It might be too late by the time they get that moment. So Johnny, I forgot to have you come and talk about the congressional hearing. I guess on the UFO stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened today? Oh yeah. Um. So today was like I guess David Grush, his and his buddy Ryan Graves, and I think his name, and I think the third guy, his name is. Peter, no, not Peter, David, um, David something here. Let me pull up the article. Because I, 
because I legit forgot the name of the third guy. But yeah, there was a congressional hearing about the UFOs, and and Gresh and his and his buddies they basically confirmed like like Congress was asking them, all right, is it true that you've seen UAPs and that you've been involved with it with in incidents and programs that deal with them? And they were like, yeah. But when they wanted to go, when they asked them to go more in depth about it, they were like, um, "Yeah, I can't, I can't say more than that," because it's it's real. It was real interesting. Is is there going to be more continuation, or is this just like a one day event? Do you know? I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that there it might be a, there might be a continuation. All right, keep us posted, man. So I think we're at the end of our episode. Um, David Wu, how can our audience get a hold of you if they'd like to take you on a Mortal Kombat or would they if you want to, you know, give out uh, personal training sessions, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, on Facebook or Instagram, it's all R2DWU and on Twitch, it's like R2DWU1. That's it. All right. Johnny Soft, yeah. how, how can our fans get a hold of you? Uh... YouTube. Okay. Beard Juice, how can fans get a hold of you and view your product of uh, Petroglyph yeah. Press? Yeah, check me out at the Petroglyph Press. Uh, I always post over on our community server and Discord, but I also have Facebook community channel and now an Instagram. And that's just, it's Instagram slash the Petroglyph Press. We are not some random assembly of Petroglyph Presses. We are the... <laughs> The... Petroglyph Press. All right. Van, how can our audience get a hold of you? Uh, uh, is is uh, is your podcast coming back? The Almost a Podcast or is a Almost Positive coming back? What's going on? Uh, I've secured the rights to both. Uh, I don't know what to do with them yet. But oh, you got like an LLC kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I got partners that I needed to buy buy out. Ooh. Oh, shit. Uh, you had to buy them out? Oh, really? Yeah. This, that's where my money goes to, my wage job. Will it help if I kill them? No, I don't, I don't think you want to do that. I didn't say I want to. I wanted to help. Because I remember, didn't you say Angel got like offered money for like the rights to the together. name, and then he like withheld or something? Yeah. What well, think, it's all good. I started. Cl- a, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I'm like, you think anyone wants to kill each other? You think the Clintons want to kill people? Okay. Maybe for blood sacrifices. You think Vin Van wants me to kill them? Okay. <laughs> No, uh, publicly, privately, we could talk about it. <laughs> but uh, you could find my YouTube. I do gaming streams, and then I started a, a new kind of um, stream with uh, my buddy Hyro, where we just watch internet garbage. And uh, last week we went down, you know, memory lane of old internet. So all the old internet clips oh. that my buddy has never seen before. We went down that path, and uh, we had some live viewers, which is pretty good. And then I recently started a, um, a stream called uh, This Week in the Sector, where I cover the, uh, you know, the shenanigans that go on in internet drama. Autism! Yes, lots of autism. Uh, and I'm slowly working my way against uh, not using the soundboard so much. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to retire her soon. You're getting rid of your bit? Or are you getting a new soundboard? You're a snake, motherfucker. You're never going to get any pussy. 
Uh, uh, yeah, I'll probably get a new one, but yeah, she's, she's very, she's very angry. Very angry that I'm going to retire her. All right. Thank you for coming out to our show, Dave. It must be really late since you're talking to us from Europe. Yeah, it's okay. All right. And with that, we'll be signing off. We'll see you guys in two weeks. just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal room of the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoyed your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at KMB and are signing off. <laughs>